You are listening to Actsiders. What is Hollywood anyway? It's just a bunch of people from other places. I'm Ingrid, your host, and this is Actsiders. I am beyond excited to welcome my first guest ever on this show, Hila. Shalom, Hila. Shalom. Manishma. <laughs> that's very nice. Is that, is that correct? Su- yes, that's surprising. I, I didn't expect that. So that's See, good. I told you. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> very good Hebrew. So, so yeah, it meant, how are you, right? Yes, Is it that does. it? Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm honored you're here. So before diving right into our little interview, I'm going to give a little uh, background on where you're from okay. and how we met. Yeah. Great. So Hila, she's an actress from Israel, from Tel Aviv, more precisely. Uh, we met on this production this past summer in August. We started talking uh, in between rehearsals and during breaks. And what I loved about you know you when we first met, what struck me about you is it was your determination and willpower as you were telling me all about your journey here and what happened with the visa and where you were from and so I couldn't be happier to have you start this conversation I hope it's gonna be a long series of conversations my first question for you would be how was it to grow up in Tel Aviv well for me um, specifically Um, I grew up in a city that is about 10 minutes from Tel Aviv. So, but most of like my nightlife and stuff was in Tel Aviv or whatever business or, you know, theater or anything was in Tel Aviv. But, um, but I grew up in a city that um, is just outside of Tel Aviv and, and it's called Bnei Brak, which is a very religious city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think it's the, the number one most religious city in Israel after Jerusalem I'm not sure but I think it's around like it's very religious like is it the um, one of the oldest cities yeah as well? it's very old um, and very packed and um, there are like a lot of people mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, religious religious Hasidic Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically I didn't grow up Hasidic I grew up um, sort of like what they call here um, modern orthodox uh, but not really somewhat like that um, it was it was interesting because um, I wasn't very exposed to the theater world or or you know acting or arts in general so it was just something that truly came from me um, in my teens so yeah How did acting enter your life? Um, we did have TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, um, because, I don't know, just my home, we had TV. Um, and so I watched a lot of American shows that I really, really loved. And something about it that just struck me. TV, American TV shows were, <laughs> were uh, my, what I was like, oh, I'm interested in that I want to be inside that show like I, I, <laughs> was it, it was mostly a, soap opera what, 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 what I think it? um it was like at the time I did I watched so many different TV shows I know it's kind of funny but 
the OC, I don't know what it oh, yeah, was. Yeah, the OC or One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, those it was so American. Dawson and Creek. Dawson Creek. Yeah, that that was a little uh, before those two, but um but yeah, that was like I know it's kind of funny, but I was 12, 13 mm-hmm. um and I was like wow. I don't know. I don't even know how it started really. Like it started around there around 13 or 14 and um and i really wanted to do it but the thing is that the reality of where i like i grew up you know i went to all religious religious all girls school and so it you know i go to school and i pray in the morning mm-hmm. and we study a lot of torah and yeah so it was a little different you know to 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 wake up in the morning go to school do your thing that this is the reality you live in and then go back home watch those tv shows wow. and be like oh wow this is like a whole it's different like a time machine like you <laughs> in a way like <laughs> in a way it's it's an alternative life yes. or kind of thing yeah. like different civilizations yeah it was yeah. completely different from what i knew and and what i've experienced so i think it was just I've built some another world mm-hmm. in my mind, in my brain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, an alternative reality. Yes, for yourself. I know it was just. It's just. It's a little different, I guess. But it. It's just that's how it was, you know. I. I didn't feel very connected to the religious life, so. Mm-hmm. I did it because that's what it. was we were supposed mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't necessarily agree with it, but there was nothing really I could do. I could right. do at the time. Yeah. After uh, school, after high school, what did you do? Um, so after school, I, um, as you know, in Israel, it's uh, we have a mandatory military service mm-hmm. you gotta do uh, for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think it's the only country in the world that is mandatory for female too. But I'm not sure. Like okay. I gotta. Uh, I I couldn't. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think <laughs> there. I don't think that I've ever heard an, another country that has like a mandatory service for for girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, except Israel. So yeah. So I did the army, in which was a tremendous experience mm-hmm. because it's just different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, especially. To be honest, like coming from a religious lifestyle to the military is a little like different it's two different worlds although my father was a military man most of his life so i like my my father was you know a military figure for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. um and as well the country israel itself we have like a very high security so Living in Israel, we, we, you're always surrounded by soldiers, in a way. Like, it's a part of your reality, right, too. Right. So it wasn't as weird for me to join the army, because that's what everybody do, you know? It's, uh, it wasn't different for me. But, um, of course, everybody takes it differently, and, um, and, you know, you go do the training. Yeah, we shoot guns. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, what, what guns did you shoot? Uh, M16 for the most part. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, um, do you want to Google it? <laughs> <laughs> is it a big gun? Is it? Like uh, yeah, it's it's a rifle. So okay. it's like oh, it's a well, big gun. God. 
Yeah, no, but um, that's, I that's actually good on your acting resume. It, oh yeah, it, it does. I, um, I, mean, I can't wait for the moment that I yeah. could. Oh, actually, you know what? I did. I did a um, uh, what was it? Um, it was like a Discovery ID show where I was casted. It's it's interesting because I was casted because the way that I look because uh, the show is based on true uh, crimes that happened, mm-hmm. and the murderer. Looked like me. What? <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of worked because um, because when I went to set and I was supposed to reenact the crime of the murder, I I was uh, in a way teaching the director how to hold the gun because she didn't know. It was very. Uh, I was like, yeah. So you know, you have to put it. Yeah, yeah. Cause, oh, okay. So. At the crime, she used handguns. Now, me personally, uh, after the military, I worked in security, so I had to also get. Oh, you did? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I worked in security for a little bit. Um, for what? For it was for yeah for a corporate. It wasn't for anything for big people or anything like that. But even for that, I had to get a license for handguns. So I did the training for handguns too. So. That's how I kind of know how to use rifles and handguns. And so two years in the military? Yeah, um, 18 to 20. Um, wow. Yes. How is it like for a teenage girl? Well, looking back, I guess it's 18 is still teenager, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, right? I mean, you were, I, I remember. I, I, I think I felt pretty young. I mean, not like... Yeah, not a not grown as a woman, right? I, I, no, I couldn't consider myself a woman until <laughs> until later in life. You know, <laughs> not that I'm that old at this point, but it, I feel like only lately I started to feel like a a woman. Yes, you know, yeah. Um, so still, yeah, I was I was young. Yeah, we were all like you go, but but that's the thing. It's like you all join the army and you're all the same age, mm-hmm. and so it's like camp. It's like, like a you camp, camp, but it's serious. It's like <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not like you're you can do whatever the you know yeah. you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> my goodness. So what, yeah, what, what, can can you talk about it or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, not really. Uh, what, what do you want to know? Oh, it's like what what was. A daily routine what, what was your day like? um I had different periods of the uh, of the army service uh, so at the beginning you have the training you have the the course you gotta take um, like to whatever you're gonna do for the rest of the service um, and then I started the service about like four months in I was, um, they placed me at the border with Egypt. So now the border with Egypt, I think nowadays is more, there is an actual border, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if they changed it. I, I don't know. Uh, but at the time. Like a physical border? Yeah, I mean? yeah. Yes. But at the time, we literally, it was, there was no real border. There were just like points where we kind of knew, oh, that's the border. <laughs> You know, it's like... It's like a no man's land. Okay, we're just going to say this yeah, is... Yeah, right. Egypt, so, this is... Like, I, they taught me where the border, but... And now, I mean, I know where the border is, especially the area where I was placed. Yeah, there, there are some, like, little dots, you know, and things that you, they, you know, put along the way. Yeah, so anyway, so I, um, um, I was 
in a base most of the time. I see. But it was right on the border. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a camera. Like, it's not really a camera. It is a camera. It's just more like something you don't really use in, like, modern life. It's something that military mm-hmm. camera that basically it sees, like, it's very wide. So you kind of see, like, miles a away. A wide shot. Okay. Right, of, of the border. So you... And so, and that's, the, the job is called like an observer kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a while, most of my service. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, we had some things happen, you know, because we have to check there are no incomers, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> if that's the Tricky word. subject. Yeah. Interesting subject. Mm-hmm. I can tell you all about it next time. <laughs> Okay, I'm so curious. I'm so intrigued by this. Yeah, um, and then you started acting, but that started beforehand, right? Right. Yes, I skipped that. Um, so before the military, when I was 16, my sister, my oldest sister, um, uh, lived in New York, uh, and she moved here um, when I was 12. And then she came to visit one day. And she asked me, and it was it was really interesting because I was never asked that before, and 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 also I I didn't. It's more than even I've never been asked. It's something that I never really shared with anybody. So she asked me, "What do I want to do in my life? Mm-hmm. In my like when I grow up?" and I was very shy because it was very, it's something that I never shared. You know, as I said before, you know, you go to, you, you do your life, your reality, you go to school, you come back, and then I lived my life and in my imagination, you know, about acting and everything. And then she asked me that, and I was, and I really like, I didn't know if I should, but then I did say that I want to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And and so she said, which was surprising to me, she said, oh, that's great. But you know, in America, they started in a really young age and you're what, you're 16, you gotta do something about it. Like right now, you gotta start from a young age because you know, at that time I was thinking, oh, okay, if I, cho- if I wanna be an actress, I will do it, you know, in college. Mm. But then she said that and I was like, Oh, really? Okay. And I was really scared. Oh my God. And on and on, she, when she, after she left, um, she told me, you got to look for, um, for like a youth program and you know, you got to act in youth program. And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, Israel, you know, I, the only thing I know is the Torah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But you know, um, so I looked up on the internet, I know. Um, and then I found that there is a youth program in that very famous school act in school, act in college, in fact, in, in Israel, is like one of the best, back in the day, it was one of the best, but um, um, it's called Beit Zvi. so I, it, they had a youth program, 
So when I talked to my sister, she really like tried to convince me to do that. And I was like, well, I don't know. Okay, okay, I'll do it, whatever. So then I picked up the phone, I called them. I got an audition. I was shaking the entire time. I'm telling you this, even looking online, I was looking online and my body was like shaking. So I called and my and my hand is shaking. And while I talk, I'm like, um, audition, I'm 16, <laughs> you know, and um, they're like, oh, okay, so just uh, prepare a monologue, blah, blah, blah. I was like, a monologue? Oh, okay. From a play? Oh, what's a play? <laughs> no, no, I know what's a play. <laughs> we, so, um, actually, in school, we studied about some, a play, about some, like, we studied, you know, in class, we studied mm-hmm. about some, some text analysis. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a play. Okay, let me look for a monologue in this. And I found one. And then I went to the audition two weeks later. Um, and I auditioned. And I really have no idea what the fuck I was doing there. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. <laughs> um, the lady that uh, auditioned me, she really liked me. Uh, I, guess, I don't know why, but I guess she did. And, and then I got in. And it was the most exciting thing uh, I think I've ever had in my youth. After after the youth program in that very big college, um, I and in the army, I started to ask myself what I'm gonna do after the army, what I want to study. I knew it's gonna be acting, but I wasn't sure what to do because I didn't want to go back to that school because mm-hmm. there was something in me that felt like there is something better. And I didn't know, I couldn't point out, like, I, could, I was clueless. I didn't know what to do because I knew that's, like, one of the best schools. I didn't want to go to the other schools. I was really debating. And then I met this guy after the Army, which studied in New York, and that's what, like, kind of, like, took me to that path of, like, oh, okay, I can do it somewhere else. And then I did. After three years, I, I got accepted into MDEF. American Musical Dramatic Academy. Thank you. <laughs> so when was that? Was like four years ago? It was almost six. Wow. Oh, yeah, almost six years ago. Wow. Yeah, I know. The program <laughs> was, was, was two years or three? Yes, it's two, two years. years uh, two-year program conservatory, which is uh, very common uh, here in America. Um, to be honest, I think it's it's enough like like this two years is it's very intense program Mm -hmm. like once you start it it's like yeah you i think you can't really do anything else yeah if you like if anybody does anything else i think it's just it's crazy you get a little overwhelmed yeah it's like Mm -hmm. i was overwhelmed just from doing that okay so yeah and for me it was very very tough experience <laughs> what well, yeah. was it the intensity of the classes the, the i think it's the i think it, it's it's a combination of a lot of things it's the intensity of the classes the teachers um the language the culture uh-huh. it's it, the, when i say culture i mean it's like a lot of things it's like culture is is the American culture, is the musical theater culture, mm-hmm. is the acting culture, which I, all of those things I had, I had completely different in my head mm-hmm. when I was in Israel. Mm-hmm. So it's like changing your entire perspective and your entire, like you really have to be um, flexible with your mind and, and like really be open 
to learn something new like if you're really stuck with who you are then it's it's gonna be really challenging mm-hmm. to to especially like come in here and trying to succeed in this country mm-hmm. like you really gotta like understand how things work and kind of like adjusting to it yes you and know that, that takes time it, it, it takes it a, yeah it does and when I moved I moved right before right before um, um, starting um, you oh, know, the, the, yeah program. right before yes so I kind of I was still in like an Israeli mode <laughs> so I just landed in, in in the class and I was like oh what am I doing what is it? what's going on like and I was like you know and my English wasn't as good mm-hmm. not that he's perfect now but it's not it wasn't as good as today and I was still struggling with the language and and mm-hmm. and a lot of the kids there you know <laughs> they were younger than me and they mm-hmm. were not all all of them were very nice to me either they were just like everybody likes th- there is a little what I felt yes course. yes yeah there and I'm not about like competition no no I'm not playing competition like I'm I really believe there is a place to it all of us mm-hmm. and we are all very unique we don't have to compete with each other you know mm-hmm. so so yeah so that, that that was like my point of view but like people there they're like they, yeah it was it was a very challenging experience it was a hostile at first yeah very much at first I think like the most of most of the time at EMDA was like that for mm. me for me just um, personally yeah what did you like the most there at EMDA um, it's, it's an interesting question <laughs> I liked musical theater mm-hmm. I liked that world I liked what I studied um, I didn't like the way that um, I'm not I'm not a school person it's really hard for me to be in a place structure. yeah yeah no I can't do structure I mean I can do structure on my own way uh-huh. but structure that is like oh also another thing is like because most of the kids that come there they're 18 mm-hmm. and I was there at 23 yeah, there was a bit of an age difference. It's not even an age difference. Okay. At 18, just a reminder, I was mm-hmm. in the army, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you well, when you do yeah. the army, you grow much faster mm-hmm. because you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. This is life. You mm-hmm. you see things. Mm-hmm. So when you're there at 23, in a mindset of a 28, I guess, with kids that are like, in a way. A decade younger than you Mm -hmm. it's challenging because because the school treat the kids as they're they're needed to be disciplined Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I didn't need that like I was I mean that was that was a part where I just I was you had been through that process and you were yeah I'm like I don't need you to self-discipline and not right you didn't need to be whipped that's exactly it and then okay so you finished the school and how is the next year after that? There, there's a true gap between what you learn at school and the industry. How was this year for you? Um, well, this year for me, personally, was a little. It, it was. It wasn't easy because um, I feel like everything that I tell you wasn't easy. <laughs> like my entire life is like a struggle and a challenge. It's life, man. No, but once but- once you. This is the thing. 
when you move to a new country and you need to adjust to so many things, especially yeah. if you need to like, well, of course uh, it's tough. Uh, you and, and you, you're a new immigrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can call myself an immigrant because I'm still on a visa, so I'm a non-immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> so when you move to a new country, the first few years are the most challenging years because you you have to as i said you have to adjust yourself plus you have to really know where you are and like the people like you have to be surrounded by like you have to have your support system sure. which you have to build from nothing you yeah. know even though my sister and my brother my brother live in new york still i was i'm in a completely different world than what they're living and so yes they were here but they are but still, like, I had to build my life in this industry and the people, like, I have to get to know the people that will be my support system. The biggest challenge after graduation was, well, there were a few, uh, but most of all, it was the money, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So after school, I I had to pay the school the rest of the money that I I couldn't pay before because um you know when you are an immigrant you gotta pay like all the money there there are no loans you can take from any Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. government or anything so you kind of have to pay and and so i didn't finish paying and so in the opt year which is the year you can work after um after uh on your student visa basically after graduation the school told me that um I got to pay them or and come up uh, come up with a payment plan mm-hmm. to um, to pay back all the money that I own them that I owe them <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, and and so if not they will have to take the the OPT or they have they will have to inform the government and I'll have to be out of the country mm-hmm. so we came uh, we came up with a payment plan plan where I had to pay them a lot of money every month Mm -hmm. and so in the next year in that actually the entire year of the OPT I worked a lot just to pay for that and so it was it was paying for the school which was like 800 a month which is a lot plus rent plus transportation plus food plus plus like whatever and and you just live you barely live you you live you, to pay the bills you, you live, live to you don't in some months i didn't even finish paying like i was like so i remember i had like a few months where i had to call them and ask for if i can split the amount for half and half like and they were, they were nice with me mm-hmm. you know i'll yeah. say that but it's a very tough situation because you can't yeah. really I was, uh, many of the times I was, you know, I had to cut off my money. Like, I literally count the, the dollars, not even the dollars, the quarters. So, I was living off a pizza for a dollar many days. <laughs> that was my meals. Like, uh, I'm just going to go to the dollar a pizza. Slice. Yeah, because it's cheap. It's a dollar and it's kind of like fill your stomach and it's wow. warm. So, and you know, in the cold winter, I graduated in October. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, the fir- especially the, the first few months, which was like the entire winter, I was like cold and hungry, oh like God, a homeless yeah. person. 
So almost. Um, and and yeah, I had my brother and my sister here, but I just it was a very difficult situation because it's very humiliating. Um, actually, in fact, my sister, I just remembered at that time, uh, my sister moved to London mm-hmm. uh, for two years. So in that year, my brother, uh, it was only me and my brother. And it was just a little embarrassing. Like, really, I didn't want to um, ask him for money. Right. It, it's not. It was just very because I think we because we have our differences mm-hmm. of like the, the life that I chose to live I in my entire in generally in general mm-hmm. my entire family it's a little different like the, the life that I chose is not what ex- what's expected mm-hmm. of me to be but they support you back home or they're like we'll see what um, she does define support are they being encouraging and just like cheering you up uh you know we can is 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 there would you call them a support system uh no no okay great yeah. so that's that's clear yeah no i wouldn't call them a support system um it's just like okay yeah you know in my mom perspective is like i guess if it makes you happy okay okay yeah So, I mean, there is no really like, yeah, you should do it. No, they don't I, take it very seriously. They, they, no, like, no. She, she'll do her thing. No, her they do don't it. take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, or at least that's how it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. what's your new support system here? How, because you've been here for a while now. What, what do you rely I, upon? So it took me, as, a, as you, I said before, it takes time to... Um, to build a support system mm-hmm. when you're an immigrant. And it, it, so it took me a few years to really have, m- like, a good friends, like, good, really good friends here. Because mm-hmm. to even have good friends, it takes time to find them and to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I have my best friend, Oren, which is, I, I love him dearly. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, like, almost like my brother, you know, Um that we both have even though we came we g- both grew up in israel but and actually in fact we both grew up very close to each other really yeah um about let's say 10 minutes away but we and we actually met in israel in in tap class uh <laughs> in in like a tap studio really yeah with the, we had the same teacher although He's like a real advanced when I was just like a beginner. Okay, so he's like an amazing tap dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like Oren Kurenblum, that's his name. <laughs> Hi, um, Oren. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to us. Yeah. Um, Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> you know what the other thing I wanted to talk about is when we first met, we had this conversation mm. about your... Um, this this problem you you have a hard time dealing with who you are and because people don't generally think of you as someone from Israel right uh, and that you're mistaken for a Pakistani or Afghan uh, Indian Indian uh, I can't remember yeah like all the Middle Eastern Middle Indian, Eastern uh, um, even like Hispanic like something. people asking you to speak Indian oh <laughs> oh yeah no clue. oh yeah The times that people just spoke to me in Hindi because they assumed that I'm Indian. Um, 
I, well, I guess that's how I, you know, it's funny, but I get, <laughs> I go to auditions, like, like auditions, uh, going for roles that are Indians, uh-huh. you know, so, or Middle Eastern, you know, it's this commercial, I was a Muslim uh, uh, woman. And in fact, I'm doing a photo shoot where I'm going to be a uh, photo shoot for a, um, a makeup artist. And she That's needed, amazing. yeah, yeah. And she needed like Indian face. So I'm like, okay, perfect. So she <laughs> called me because we worked together on a, on, on a short film before. And she like, she called, she told me like, do you want to do that? And I'm like, okay, perfect. You know, so it goes this way. It kind of works for those things. But I think eventually, like when I go up the scale, it, I think I will have to find my uniqueness rather than being like the Indian girl mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. Pakistani or mm-hmm. the Middle Eastern and the Arabic, the Muslim, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I could play on that, but I mm-hmm. think, and that's what where I was um, struggling with in the past couple of months is like, oh, okay, so what am I? Because I'm not Indian, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, uh, well, well, my roots are Arab, Arabic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I am not, I don't, but here, if you're Arab, you're Muslim, you mm-hmm, know, it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are Arabs that are Christians, Christians and yeah, Arabs sure. that are Jewish, like me. So, um, so yeah, so I was having like a little hard time, like, placing myself mm-hmm. and how to market myself mm-hmm. as a product mm-hmm. sure. I, I don't like to call it a product but that's what yeah. we as a talent that's I guess as a talent that's right that's a better word um, so yeah um, and I'm still thinking like how exactly I, I want to do that and I think that what I'm gonna focus on is just be me I think I think I have a lot to offer and I think I can work with that so what do you think is unique about what you bring to the table? I think the fact room? that I am not stereotypical mm-hmm. because the way that I look and the way that I sound and my background, nothing really goes into one box, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, I am the, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that actually is very diverse and that actually that actually be more interesting than just sure being placed in one box mm-hmm. um so i'm trying to find that place where i am who i am <laughs> yeah 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 so what's the big picture where do you see yourself like let's say in five years from now you know so it's an interesting question uh, because i i i do see myself in la okay yeah uh but new york is is i can consider it home now you know, New York is, is the place I will always come back to. Mm. New York is the place I grew up. Like, mm. I really like, mm. even though I, I was in the army and, you know. Mm. But here is, I think I came here for a reason. And that's where I started, like, my, really to build myself and, and really, like, yeah, mm-hmm. be the person that I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And not what mm-hmm. I was, you know, what I was told to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. You've definitely built resilience for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's a combination of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where I grew up, how I grew up, 
and and you know it's it's all of those things where the 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 things that I chose for myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Do you have an advice for fellow actors who are also, you know, just starting in New York or coming from yeah another country? I do. I have a lot of things that I, the things that I always say to myself is that even if you think like you're, even if you think like you want to give up, you just just tell yourself you're taking a break. You don't give up. There is no give up. Like if you give up, that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you take a break. And because I know how it could be so difficult. I'll give you an example. Um, so the same day of the commercial, I I signed up weeks ago um, um, to a casting director's workshop. So I did a commercial in the morning until the afternoon and in the evening the, it was the workshop so i the in the workshop you're supposed to come with sides and so she get she she sent me the sides two days uh prior to the workshop and so i was supposed to come in as it's like an audition but those two days were so hectic and it was so crazy that i couldn't like memorize the lines properly but I was like okay okay and every time that I did I was like okay I'm kind of memorized you know I was it wasn't good like for me the 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 process until I got to the workshop and and I really wanted to to give a nice impression Mm -hmm. on her and I went in and and then I did my scene and it was in a way for me a disaster I couldn't remember the lines I was like looking at the thing I was I didn't pick up the paste and it wasn't good and I was very disappointed like to a point where I left the workshop and cried my yeah I I was literally on the streets of New York just standing there and cry like somebody just died you know because it was just so I was disappointed that I just couldn't I really wanted to give a nice, a good impression, and I just, and he didn't, and, and you know. And, but then, you know, I said, you know what? It's only one workshop. Yeah. And, and, and even though, let's say it was an audition, it's only one audition. It doesn't mean anything. Like, everybody have, like, hard days. Everybody, mm-hmm. like, we, we, we're all the same boat. We're all human. So it's just... To remind ourselves that it is okay if you fail, and I read somewhere that it takes rain and sunshine to create a flower, same as it takes failure and you know, mm-hmm. a good days and bad days mm-hmm. to create mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, sometimes to fail, failing is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like I know it's like we go home and we just like think to ourselves yeah Yeah. we're like dwell and i'm like okay you know what you can dwell for like an evening one (laughs) evening eat as like as much ice cream as you want (laughs) but the next day you go back and you you know you do the same drill and the next day could be a better day you know we'll move on to our little questionnaire 
All right. that Mr. James Lipton does at the end of his interviews <laughs> at the actor's studio. He actually borrowed it from a French host called Bernard Pivot, who oh. borrowed it himself to so a French author. It goes back to you guys. Exactly. So I'm going to twist a little bit, uh, twist the question around and ask you, what's your, what's your favorite quote that you go with? Uh, if there is a will, there is a way. And I change, I have to, uh, to I get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it makes sense, but it does. <laughs> to me, at least. No, I like, like, I have to do this. No, I, I get, get to do this. Yeah. This is That's, like... Yeah, positive thinking. Right. Yeah. It's giving yourself opportunities instead right. of giving yourself, like, duties and... and demands and like obligations right what's your favorite word <laughs> resistance <laughs> that's cool and yeah. what, what is it in hebrew resistance is like uh akshanut i would say akshanut no forget it it's, <laughs> it's like it's not really akshanut but it's like resistance is like yeah What turns you on? What what excites you? What makes you smile? Oh, musical theater, um, especially the ones that I love. You know, I love uh, Les Mis. I love the last five years. I love West Side Story, um, Aida. Those uh, like stories are so they break my heart, and they just and they break as they break my heart. <laughs> they give my heart life. You know, it's, it's interesting. What's your favorite curse word? In Hebrew. Let's, let's start in Hebrew. Emek. What? Can you say that again? <laughs> it's actually uh, not originally in Hebrew. It's, it's, it's originally Arabic, but um, in, there are a lot of words in Hebrew that we take from Arabic language. Emek, it means, I don't know, what does it mean? Emek. I'm not sure what it means, Semek. though. Is it it's shit like, or it's like, like yeah it's something fuck. like shit although we do have shit as we say shit shit <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit <laughs> i know it's like the shit of the <laughs> oh really yeah because we don't have the shit you know that vowel so we say shit <laughs> we we have the same thing yeah you do in french we don't have the eh. you're right um what profession other than your own would you like to attempt um i would love to be a doctor because i yeah. yeah you know uh, i wanted to be a surgeon uh but it's i as a you know i talked about schools and it's too much schooling for me um as much as i would love that i think that i wouldn't i wouldn't really could be as persistent as i as I could be with acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you would give up. I wouldn't give up. I would, <laughs> I think it, cause I'm not a, a, I'm not a person who just like, okay, I'm done. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. No, if I choose something, I do it. Yeah. And I go all the way. That's 100%. Sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't, but it was just like, it would be a very challenging, um, experience for me. Mm-hmm. I think. Last question, but not least. Yep. If heaven exists, mm-hmm. what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the gates of heaven? 
you have done everything that you were meant to do. That's great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, yes. I think that's what God was supposed to say or something. Let's hope so. Yeah. Like yeah. when you die, you're like, that is all I needed from you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You're dismissed. <laughs> so, Hila, this is our, our end to this show. It was such a pleasure to Thank speak you. with you. Thank You're you for such having a trooper me. for being here on uh, this crazy day. Yeah, I know. And Leitra Ot. Leitra Ot. Goodbye. And I'll see you uh, next week for another podcast on Actsiders. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Ingrid. My guest today was Hila Noss. You can find more about her in the description of this episode. Click on the links to see her website and social media. Well, that wraps up our first interview on Actsiders. If you've enjoyed the show, please let us know by writing a review or leaving a comment. It helps us a lot. Thank you so much for your support. Next week, I'll be speaking with Gianmarco from Italy. <laughs>